Welcome to the biggest problem in the universe. I'm Maddox. With me is Dick Masterson. Hey, what's up, buddy? How's and it going? Sean, our audio engineer. And with us today, we have a very special guest, Nathan Buckley. Welcome, Nathan. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, what's up, guys? Now, Nathan, uh, you guys probably don't know, but he was one of the writers for our live show that's coming up, and we finally have a release date. It's February 5th, Thursday. Thursday, February 5th. That's right. So whatever you're doing at work, block it out, because you're going to be sitting <laughs> at the computer re-watching our live episode all day on Thursday. Don't go to work. Well, I mean, get make money. Get paid to watch our show. Go to work. You know, spread it around the office. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Make this thing the next Ebola. Except Ebola's just about dead now. Did you guys see that shit in the news? No. Just about mm-hmm. dead. Anyway, it pisses me off, except it's wiping out the monkeys. We'll get to that. Anyway, uh, Nathan, <laughs> I want to mention, uh, so Nathan's a really funny comedy writer, and when Dick was proposing some writers for our live show, uh, he mentioned Nathan, and I didn't really know him that well, so I checked out his Twitter account. It's at Duplicitron, uh, and we'll link to it on our website, but it was so funny. There was like probably a half dozen ghost jokes. Yeah, uh, a lot Nathan. of ghosts. Yeah, which uh, which I personally love. Um, really funny uh, writer and, and uh, comedian. He has a show, The Upright Citizens Brigade, on February 11th called Revolver. Uh, and that's like a sketch show. And um, you have some stuff on Funny or Die. You're a pretty prolific writer. Yeah. What's what's it like being a Twitter celebrity, Buckley? It's, you know, it's a lot of work. Uh, there are women. Yeah, you wouldn't think there would be, but a lot of girls. Really? Yeah. You have to go to Tweet Ups. You do that? Yeah, I, I go to tweet ups. I have fans, and they come, and uh, you know they're not always that great to look at, but they're there. Oh, makes me yeah, feel okay. Oh, oh. Yeah. Who won last week? Nobody won, Dick. You keep you keep <laughs> tripping me up. Nobody wins on the show. It's not a contest. The biggest problem from last week was loud muffler douchebags, mm. followed mm. by non porn porn. Then jury duty, and then dead last, changing your sheets, which was in the negative votes, which means it's not a problem, Dick. Yeah, that's weird. Because I, I got multiple emails last week from people who they took a picture of their sheets at home where they'd written top and an arrow pointing to the top yeah. to help me with my problem, yeah. like on the underside of the sheet. Um, I don't get why it got such a negative. Like everyone, everyone agrees that that's a real problem. No. Buckley, what do you think? Um, yeah, I don't change my sheets because I can't fucking figure it out most of the time great you know just just like uh dick said you switch it you switch it and you think you i mean after one time you have to get it right but you just keep going it doesn't work no like there have been times where i feel like five or six months have gone by same sheet oh man yeah <laughs> so, so you have you have the same problem that dick has chili and and crap in your sheets yeah it's it's no, disgusting. we're not eating chili in bed what are yeah. you talking about <laughs> yeah. i don't eat in bed uh-huh. i get up and eat at the coffee table like a single man dick, you don't even take your shoes off when you go to bed what are you talking about i've been to your place food everywhere is all this right, why right. you change your sheets because you eat chili in bed no i don't eat chili in bed it's I a giant napkin to him <laughs> he just sits in bed wiping his chili yeah, all over yeah. there's only one thing i do in my bed and it's not sleep anyway just jerk off what is it? <laughs> i got a comment dick based on your problem changing your sheets problem yeah, this one's problem. from uh, mark prosia he's suggesting future dick problems i'm gonna read a few of these washing the dishes putting away dishes mm. washing your mm. clothes drying your clothes Folding your clothes. Folding your clothes is a big problem. That's a big problem, man. I just leave like stacks of clean Mm -hmm. clothes around my apartment and I just pull out of the stack. Put Mm -hmm. on a chair. Vacuuming. I got a clothes chair. Sweeping, mopping, scrubbing, shoveling snow, using a lawnmower, and making dinner. Any of those coming up, Dick? Well, I know uh, washing your clothes. clothes. Oh, folding your clothes. Yeah, Yeah, not wash. Washing them is easy. You just put the money and press the button. Yeah. (laughs) I got a problem. I got a comment from Carlos Vega. I haven't changed my sheets in eight years. Gross. And I've, I've had probably more than a dozen women on my bed during that time. Uh-huh. At least he's honest. Yeah, no, he's not honest. There's no way he's had a dozen women on his bed. In eight years? In eight years? Yeah, you could get a dozen women in eight years. Not if you never change your sheets in eight years. No, because that's the thing. If they're already coming to bed, they're not going to bail. Like, they don't, women don't have a built-in blacklight that they know your sheets are dirty. <laughs> they smell, dick. They have noses. What is he, just finding a whole bunch of chicks they're, with no nostrils? They're drunk, Maddox. This, this is an erotic story from a real man. These broads are drunk. It's 2.30. They're not going anywhere. They're going to his eight-year-old sheets. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think he probably banged him on the couch. That's a lie. No chick's going to sleep on eight-year-old sheets, man. Well, you haven't changed the couch cushions in probably eight years, so mm. what's the difference? Hmm. I, I have a leather couch, mm. so it doesn't matter. I have a- <laughs> Get out of here. That's pleather. 
Not leather. No, it's it's real leather. Wow. Okay. It's 100% yeah, genuine let's, let's leather. Get a DNA it. test. Mm. Uh, at the real Rick James on Twitter says Dick Masterson couldn't be more right. Putting a fitted sheet on right the first try is impossible. That's true. Mm. Right. Hey, um, I have a clip that someone sent in, uh, Dick, because your uh, Metal Gear Solid knowledge is so weak. Uh, Buckley, are, are you a fan of Metal Gear Solid? Did you ever play the games? Do you know anything about it? I only played the first Metal Gear, the one on NES. Yeah. That's as far as I got. Okay, it's something. Your foot's in the door. So this guy sent this in, Dick. Uh, you probably won't get half these references, but it's uh, pretty well done. I recognize that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maddox. It's a snake. <laughs> the guy Dick doesn't know about. Because he's a pussy. Oh, no. <laughs> pussy, I don't know about video games. Okay. told me that you two are looking for the biggest problem in the universe. I think I found what you're looking for. A terrorist group using the name of Foxhound. What the fuck is this? a nuclear weapon called Metal Gear. Yeah. There's one last problem. Dick is a member of Foxhound. <laughs> yeah. Busted dick. Is that. Is there more? That's it. That's the clip. What, is, what am I supposed to take away from that? I don't know, what man. Was it's just it? a fun clip that has a bunch of. Re- you know, <laughs> I mean, everyone who's the played the game. Okay. Metal Gear Solid, you're part of the conspiracy of the biggest problem in the universe, and the biggest problem being the Metal Gear. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what any of those things are. Great. Mm. Well, this is going to be fun. <laughs> it's shit all over this awesomely I, I'm produced I just don't clip. understand it. I know. I'm asking for an explanation. <sighs> Wasn't that the game where you had to get a cardboard box to yeah. get past the computer? Yeah. Which, by the guy, by the way, one of the guys who hid from uh, the Charlie Hebdo terrorist attack hid in a metal oh. in, a, in, a, in a cardboard box, kind of oh. like uh, kind of like Snake did in Metal Gear. <laughs> Satire right till the end. <laughs> yeah. Satire straight <laughs> to the grave. <laughs> Uh, Tim John says, why in the hell would Maddox ever use Google to navigate porn videos and not an actual porn website that specializes in finding porn videos through its own database? Yeah, I wondered that too. Yeah, I, you know, if you wondered it, you could go back and listen to the last episode when I explained why. Okay. Uh, exactly after you wondered it. So re-listen to the episode. Re-listen to the episode, guys. Um, I have, I, I don't know if you remember this, uh, Dick, uh, I have a new segment. Um, it's, I don't have the intro to the segment, but it's called, I called it, uh, remember this way back in uh, episode 10, how long before some drug cartel gives someone a, a boatload of cash and says, hey, fit this with GPS, and here we go. Now you have to worry about drones. And by the I way, mean, it, so just, just to stop you for a second. This is going to be a game changer in the drug wars. This is going to be a game changer in so many things, so many applications that are bad. Yeah, so I was talking about drones back in episode 10 and how yeah. it's just a matter of time before someone starts using them for drugs, and lo and behold. This picture shows what Tijuana police found yeah. when they answered a call of an object falling from the sky. It was a drone carrying about six and a half pounds of crystal meth. Yeah, um. it's already started to happen. Let me tell you, it's it comes across as a little gauche when you promote yourself as having been right. <laughs> so a lot of times you want to ask someone else to do it for you. Dick, are you you're telling this to the guy who runs a website called The Best Page in the Universe. Yeah. I'm not afraid of coming across as a little gauche. Okay, I got a voicemail for you. Hey guys, it's Alex from Toronto. One of the great moments in this show's history happens for just a fraction of a second after Maddox ex- ex- comes to understand and accepts the reality of uh, no, Noel Fumar means no smoking. And he, and, he, and he knows that somehow he always knew that it didn't mean no farting, maybe in the back of his mind, because he doesn't challenge you at all. He just goes, fuck. And the fuck was so great, because it doesn't just mean that he knows he's wrong. He knew that this is going to be something he's going to get his nuts busted about forever, because yeah, yeah, no he did Fumar. not think Noel Fumar meant in any way, ironically, don't no. fart. He's, this is one of those things that you learn, like deep into your life. That like, oh shit, my whole life I didn't know that that wasn't the case. I'm such an ignorant prick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you hear that one, Buckley Maddox? That no fumar meant no farting. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I, wasn't there an English translation close by? There or? was not. There. Was, it was just one lone sign in this arcade, and I'm like, what, an eight, eight-year-old kid looking at the sign, thinking, well, I can't fart. Okay. No and farting. Never in your life have you seen an English sign saying no farting, right? No, uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah, but Spanish, gotta be no well, farting. Well, this was also in a casino, and I thought, well, I'm not, I don't spend a lot of time in casinos, so it's, you know, in this arcade, maybe they have special rules, because sometimes yeah. arcades smell like farts. 
You yeah, know that, right? Yeah. yeah arcades are yeah. notoriously bad. Arcades and skating rings smell like farts. Everyone knows that. They're the farties. I didn't know that. They're the farties. And then someone, Dick, you tweeted at me a picture of, of a sign that says no fumar, and it was a picture of a butt farting. Oh, I made that, though. Oh, you made that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Son of a bitch. You got him again. Fuck me. <laughs> Shit. Hey, speaking of uh, things people made on Twitter, did you see this fan art? That somebody somebody really loved your dick versus oh dick segment. Oh my gosh, it was incredible. We're going to post this on the website, oh, but someone wow. made some fan art. What's mm. the guy's name? Um, oh, whoops. Um, and by the way, guys, the guy who did that Metal Gear Solid clip, he sent that in, his, in an email. His name is Aaron Grace. Thank you, Aaron, for that Metal Gear okay, Solid clip. Okay, Daniel Warren. Daniel uh, Warren. At Daniel Warren 86. He made what looks like, he made a, it's like a boxing poster, like a title bout boxing poster of dick versus dick. And he's got me pretty good likeness with the muscles, the rippling muscles, no, and the yeah. chest. No. I think. Uh uh-uh. uh Yeah, it's basically me fighting myself. Yeah, read the read the captions. One man, two opinions, no consistency. <laughs> <laughs> Biggest problem the news proudly presents a deadly duel of divided ideals: Dick, the king of contrarians, versus Dick, the statless wonder. Hmm. So statless wonder is probably a little scrappier. I, I put my money on him. Yeah. Sponsored by Fireball. <laughs> America's favorite whiskey. <laughs> Dick looks so pissed off reading this. It makes me so happy. That was so well done. Uh, and this this illustrator, what's the name again? Daniel Warren? Yeah. Yeah, we'll link to it on the website. Really funny stuff. All right, I got one more voicemail. Hello to you. My name is Regis. I'm calling on behalf of the shawarma industry, <laughs> worldwide shawarma association. <laughs> Definitely a real problem, not a joke. Uh, <laughs> not a joke. The person who is suggesting that the hangover cure is to not eat, after being drunk, uh, go fuck yourself, lady. Yeah. We fucking count on drunk people to make the shawarma, okay? <laughs> oh, I also think for sure fuck yourself. All right. <laughs> shawarma industry, man. Shawarma industry. Yeah. I don't think ha- half our audience even knows what a shawarma is. It's this, uh, like this meat that they kind of... Uh, Shave off this big thing. It looks like a gyro, but it's mo- way more delicious. People know what shawarmas is. It was in uh, Avengers. Oh, yeah, after mm-hmm. the credits. All right, right, are we ready for some problems? Uh, no, real quick. Uh, Dick, uh, I have one more comment I want to mention. Some guy, I mentioned uh, destruction porn, and this guy, Adam Hayes, looked it up on Google, uh, and he said that I typed in destruction porn in Google Images and got nothing but girls getting destroyed, in quotes, by Cox. <laughs> I guess uh, destruction porn is a very specific genre of porn. Oops. Uh, and then one more uh, from Twitter. It's at uh, doctor underscore underscore Mel. He says, uh, looks like Dick couldn't even sheet the bed. Uh, anyway, Dick. Hilarious. And we have... Oh, you know what? Yeah. I do have uh, Asterios Coconuts. Yes. Or Asterios... Um, Mysterious Coconuts. Yeah, Asterios Coconuts. Left uh, uh, made a bit for us. He did another one of his um, this day in shitstery bits. Here, I'll play it now. Welcome to the biggest problem in history: taking the history out of history. In this segment, we'll examine the worst things to ever occur on today's date. January 27th, 1984. Michael Jackson's hair catches fire while filming a Pepsi ad. A pyrotechnic mishap led to the singer's head bursting into flames like the bad guy from the end of Raiders. So why is this a problem? Because it never made it into the commercial. Amen. All I'm saying is, if they were a TV commercial where a pedophile's head caught fire, followed by the Pepsi logo, Coca-Cola would be out of business. <laughs> That'd be a good commercial. Be amazing. Good Super Bowl commercial. Yeah. Alleged pedophile, too, right? Alleged pedophile head caught on January fire. January 27th, 1967. The US, UK, and Soviet Union signed the Outer Space Treaty, which bans deployment of nuclear weapons in space. The coolest place to put nuclear weapons. Yeah. But don't worry, nuclear weapons on Earth, where humanity lives, are still 100% A OK. Yeah, well, uh, good thing space is safe. Yeah. All right, you ready? I got some more of those. I'll play them later. All right, what's your problem, Dick? My problem is it's Super Bowl time. You guys know that? Great. Mm -hmm. That means I get to bring in a sports problem. Oh, awesome. The No Fun League. No NFL, fun league. the no right. fun league. What is what? Okay, Dick. This sounds like a, this sounds like one of those old man type of begrudging little comments, a derisive little like a no bomba type thing. Is that what this is? No, the no fun league. Yeah. No, they um, look. They every year they crack down harder on touchdown celebrations. Oh, and I hate mm. it. And I think everyone hates it. There's there's going to be a hundred million people watching the Super Bowl. 
Yeah. Yeah. 30%. I want to see a show. I, 100 million people want to see a show. And the NFL's cracking down on touchdown celebrations. For what reasons? For reasons I don't know. I'll get into what I think they are. But I hate it. And you should hate it too. Because you like gloating. You're a man who likes gloating. I do like gloating. I think you would be more into football if they would embrace gloating. If they, re- if they inverted the amount of football that was played and gloating that was done, <laughs> so it was like 75% gloating and then a little bit of football, I'd watch football. That's exactly what I think they should do. Every, not, not only should touchdowns have a celebration, every single play should have like <laughs> a two-minute break of just celebrating and yeah. shit-talking, yeah. like wrestling. Uh, okay, I'm on board with that, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to shit all over this. But, uh, yeah, the gloating is, is the best part of wrestling. It's the best part of tennis. It's the best part of any sport. It's the best part of life. Yeah. Is gloating. Yeah. Mm. Doing the touchdown dance. I don't know why it's a problem, though, Dick. And, and speaking of something I know nothing about, I got you at the start of the show with Metal Gear Solid. You got me now with NFL. I don't well, know do you know about spiking a football? Yeah. Okay. That's, a, that's an excessive uh, celebration. They've now. actually banned that? Why, first of mm-hmm. all, Dick, why have well, they, they banned excessive celebrations? Uh, you know, it's not a, I'll get into the why. So in 1984, the NFL started instituted a rule uh, that any prolonged excessive or like premeditated celebrating was banned. And they'd fine you like 10 grand for it. But they didn't start enforcing it until, do you know who Terrell Owens is or Ocho Cinco? Have you heard those names? Yes. So these guys got into like a um, excessive celebration war. Yeah. Where they would do stuff like they would score a touchdown. I think, was it T.O. who did this? He scored a touchdown. He would run out into the middle of the field and spike the ball on the opposing <laughs> team's logo. He did this with the Cowboys. And the second touchdown, right, runs 50 yards to spike the ball on the logo, which is basically like a giant fuck That's you. That's a giant to fuck you. everybody yeah. at Cowboy Stadium. Yeah. Scores another touchdown. Does it again? He starts running <laughs> fifty yards, uh-huh. and uh, I forget who did it, but somebody on the other, somebody on the Cowboys, just comes out of nowhere and nails yeah. him and tackles Good. him. Good, they should tackle him. Fuck you. Good, fines, 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 fines every which way, but it's awesome. It's entertaining. Yeah. I think the NFL has forgotten that they are a sports entertainment um, organization, or, right? Or forgotten to ever start entertaining because football is so boring. But um, the, the yeah, the the touchdown celebration that sounds hilarious. I would watch that. Yeah, uh, Buckley, do you watch football? Do you know anything about touchdown celebrations? Yeah, I do. It's kind of the best part. And you know what? Uh, the sacks too. When they when they sack people, sometimes it's like they'll sneak in a little celebration. Yeah, and it, it's fucking great. Uh, the movie Jerry Maguire was based on one of these guys, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, based on a football player? Yeah. 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 Was, that, was that one of these famous uh, football, football celebrations? No, I don't think guys? it was based on a real story. Okay, so here's the thing. If I was a football player. <laughs> it wasn't, was it? No. No. What? No. I don't, I don't I know. Who gives a shit? Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was? Jerry Maguire's based on a real story? I thought so, well, too. I don't know anything, but I thought so. I don't so. know. What, what do you yeah. so, so basically the, in the movie, uh, the guy does this big outrageous celebration, whatever, and I think he like breaks his neck or goes into a coma or something. He becomes oh. legendary though because he's known for this thing. Like a, a football player. That's real. Yeah. Somebody smashed their head into a padded concrete wall and like paralyzed themselves for the rest of the game. Well, uh, depressing. So anyway, the this happened. The, who was the guy a couple couple seasons back where his touchdown celebration was some like stupid V thing, and everyone did it in commercials, and they hired him to to sell Campbell soup and stupid shit like that. Oh, I know who you're talking about, it's Aaron Christian Rod- dude, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, are you talking about Tebow? Because he's the that's Maybe. the Christian guy, but that's yeah. not who did the V. Okay, I forget who did, did the, the v. v. Whatever, some stupid shit, yeah. and it became like this big thing. So if he was fined ten thousand dollars and then makes millions of dollars in endorsements and uh, celebrity appearances afterwards. Is that really a fine? The NFL's just kind of trying to placate the critics with this $10,000 fine while still saying, okay, it's fine, keep doing it. Well, you're exactly right. Ocho Cinco would set aside $100,000 a season just for fines that he's that he knew he was going to do in advance because he would plan them out. Like, he would plant... Uh, signs in the end zone so that he could go under the snow and pull up a sign that says NFL, please don't find me. <laughs> it's like a it's like a marketing cost to these guys. Yeah, and it annoys nothing. me because you're totally right. Uh, football is boring to a lot of people, yeah. and it's getting more boring even to fans when they institute shit like this. How much do they make per game? Dick? Who? An average football. player. I have no idea. 
I, it's, well, it's lower than other athletes. For the amount of exposure that they get, it's uh, it's much lower than other athletes. But but a, a mid, mid-range athlete is probably making uh, upwards of a couple hundred grand per episode or per per, uh, per, per episode game, right? of football yes whatever who gives a shit <laughs> <laughs> you record them you can that's yeah, how yeah, they're yeah, referred yeah, yeah, to yeah. on the fucking tivo as episodes <laughs> what? It, it's not that much yeah okay like, not as much as no, no it's not a couple hundred it's not a couple hundred grand you don't think so? uh, uh, no there's there's 17 weeks they play 16 games yeah the average the superstars make a ton yeah but the average nfler uh-huh. is Really, like compared to other sports, like forty grand a game, way underpaid. Yeah, I'm not sure. I just know there's no way it's a couple I think hundred grand. Their mm-hmm. minimum wage is two hundred fifty k. It might for be a year for the year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. for the year. Yeah. Okay, that's still a pretty decent amount of money, and ten grand is nothing to them. It's just a slap on the wrist. Well. Hmm. It yeah. is if you're just a normal guy. Well, sure, but normal guys aren't making these outrageous. Uh, they're not making these super big touchdowns. It's no. the superstars who are who are making millions of dollars That's per, true. per season, right? So it's a slap on the wrist to them. It means right. nothing to right. them. You know what? It sounds like Dick. It sounds like we need income based fines. No, no, no. Fun. We don't need any fines for these guys. <laughs> it's sports entertainment. What? It's not. This isn't a cultural event. Yeah. This is a game. This is a game yeah. where you go out onto a field and beat the hell out of each other. Dick, this sounds it, like it's a problem to you, not to anyone else. Why? A hundred million people, Maddox, are going to be watching the Super Bowl. So? We got to be teaching kids that you have to get in your opponent's face and grab their neck and call them a pussy. That's life. Yeah. It's not. It, it, you don't. You don't win and walk off the field and go. Well, good job. Good job. Let's let's shake hands. Let's have a good game. We should be teaching poor sportsmanship. Okay, that's Dick. the that's what that's the lesson we've got to be teaching. That's uh, why it's a problem. I wonder. I wonder how many of that hundred million are unwitting friends who come over to a friend's house, say Dick's house, and uh, you know just want some chicken wings, or they go to a bar and the game's on. You can't fucking ignore it because everyone's watching it, and they're dragged along, kicking and screaming. They have to watch this bullshit instead of playing Scrabble at a coffee shop. Oh, stop! Everyone loves football. <laughs> what, are you, what are you boring? I feel like the fines are making it more boring because now players are afraid. To do a lot, they're afraid to take risks. They're afraid to celebrate, and I feel like it's making it worse. Yeah, you can't even grab your yeah. crotch anymore. Well, that's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, such a such a shame that uh, football players can't celebrate. Dick, really big problem. I'm really worried about the plight of football. You players. are such a hater with football. Yeah. Why? It's just the most boring. It's boring, boring, boring. Yeah, is that the only reason? Did you not make the team? <laughs> <laughs> He can't wait I never to, tried. He can't wait to stop talking about it because he doesn't know anything about it. Is That's that true? really? Is that I, the of reason? Of course I don't know anything about it. Of course. Because my mind's full of knowledge, important stuff floating around in here. <laughs> yeah. Except like about Mexican farting. Signs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Um, I remember. So here, here's my beef. My beef with football is pretty. It was. I was pretty ambivalent towards football for most of my life until high school. And that's when shit started hitting the fan, okay? Because uh-huh. I started, I was a programmer. All my life I was a programmer, basically since, uh, since early high school. Wow. And in high school, the computers that we had were 80, 86 machines. These were those old green, black and white, you know, those uh, monochrome uh, green IBM machines, those big clunky, or those Apple machines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And these were just god-awful computers. And I was in this programming class, and they, it was so underfunded. And I did the math, and I calculated all the funds in the school, and the majority of them went to their football team, oh, which yeah. sucked dick. <laughs> It was it was among the worst in our entire state. Uh, I remember one game, but they were showing the highlight reels at an assembly of our football team. And one of the games, they lost 17 to zero. And the football team kind of stood up in front of the screen trying to block it. I'm like, no, idiots. Own it. This is you. This is what all our money and our funding is done. Meanwhile, we're sitting here programming on these archaic pre-Soviet <laughs> computers and, and to something that could potentially give me a career. A, a chance at a better life. Yeah. And instead, we're pissing it away on uniforms so you can put you can put jock straps on your dicks. You <laughs> fucking morons. You can sweat in these things. You idiots. You apes. You can't even score a fucking touchdown. You can't take a ball from one end to the other. How fucking hard could it be? Mm. Meanwhile, I'm struggling. I'm suffering over here. <laughs> Underfunded computers, computer science classes. I was better te- a programmer than my teacher. She was teaching us Hello World. I was sitting in the back of the class programming a Starfield. Like, oh what? <laughs> what am I doing? What am I doing in this fucking high school? Anyway, that's my beef with football. I knew there was something in there. There you go. Uh, uh, that's my problem. Great. I, I think it's, um, I don't know. I think it's, I think there's some racism 
to it. <laughs> okay, Dick. Yeah. Wow. You know, like these good old boy owners don't like seeing Ocho Cinco and T.O. and a bunch of black dudes flamboyantly, according to them, celebrating. Yeah, that's what it is, Dick. Yeah, they hire them, right? There's racism, yet they hire them. Is that I, I, worth it? There's a complete disconnect there. Well, the fines would be the... Yeah, a complete disconnect to what? It being slightly racially motivated? If it's racially motivated, why would they hire them in the first place? Because it's football. Because yeah. it's football, and they what want to okay. hire. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't know, Dick. Uh, as soon as they start finding black people in football and not white people, then then maybe you can make a case that it's a problem. But uh, as it stands, it sounds like it's not a problem to anyone but you and maybe a few uh, a few idiots who are bored watching football. Well, uh, my missing my fantasy football draft got downvoted <laughs> pretty heavily. So, but I got emails about that. And that that's what that's what weirds weirds me weirds me out about this voting system. A problem will get downvoted to hell, and yet I'll get the most emails from that problem. Yeah, like the changing really, your sheets, right. everyone is like, yeah, that's totally a big problem. No. They email me their fixes. It's because the dumbest people who, who, are, who also agree with you, they're the ones who are emailing you. Yeah, Dick, I can't believe it got voted down. This is a big problem in my life. No, not a problem, guys. Get, get sheets with stripes on it. Not that fucking hard. It's no, a one-step solution. Anyway, Dick, um, do we have anything more from Mysterios or you? Let me see. Let me look at my notes here. You have any stats? <laughs> got any stats? No, I surprisingly, stats I don't have any, any stats on this problem. Right. I got some more from Mysterios' yeah. This Day in Shitstory. Welcome to The Biggest Problem in History. Taking the history out of history. January 27th, 1996. Germany celebrates its first Holocaust Remembrance Day. Hmm. What? In 1996, <laughs> Germany celebrates its first Holocaust Remembrance Day. 1996. Well, let's see. The Holocaust ended in 1945. Okay, so subtract that from 96. Okay, let's carry the one end. Okay, okay, that is a billion years too late for remembering the Holocaust. Germany, you have a million cuckoo clocks. Use them. <laughs> January 27, 1959, Keith Olbermann is born. His potent combination of overacted bloviating and manufactured outrage thrilled Americans from coast to coast for like a week or something. But Olbermann's <laughs> real crime being the inspiration for the HBO series The Newsroom, a show so bad that cancer sued it for plagiarism. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Keith Olbermann, whatever happened to that blowhard? He's on BoJack Horseman. He actually does a really good job really? as the news anchor on that show. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good trajectory for his career. Oh, wait, I got one more thing. Um, a guy, a Muslim, got fined for praying after a touchdown on really? Monday Night Football. Yeah, but then they reversed it because oh. they felt bad. Oh, uh, you see, now that's that's a fine I agree with. If you're going to fucking pray out on the field, fuck off. Do your shit somewhere else, man. This isn't a place for it. It's not the time for it. If you got a quick little, uh, you know, what's the Muslim version of the uh, Christian cross? You know, if you can do that while you're walking off the stage or walking off the field— Fine, but don't fucking stop the show for your prayer. That's bullshit. Well, That's a real thing that happened? That's a real thing that happened, yeah. They Ew. didn't know what to do. The ref didn't know what to do, so he flagged him. <laughs> Should I push him? Like, 15 I don't know, yards. Yeah. Flag him. <laughs> Great. Uh, Buckley, thank you again for joining us today. Yeah. You are our, I, I believe, our fourth or fifth guest on our show. Um, what did you, pro- you brought a problem in today. I did. I brought a problem. My problem is people who got bit by the travel bug. These people who travel, which is fine, but they make it their thing. That's all they want to talk about. They make it sound super important, like they accomplished something by getting on an airplane and paying a lot of fucking money. Yeah, like it's you did you did something. Congratulations. No, what do you want? You did it. You got on a plane. You know, Anybody wait, can tell, do that. So you're yeah. telling me if I if I buy a plane ticket to an exotic location, that's yeah. not an accomplishment. Not all of them. <laughs> and that's the other part that bothers me is yeah. it's just some countries are like, oh yeah, that's that's a good one. Like yeah. you're, you're you're culturing yourself. This is this is good. But if I'm a Marine and I go to Afghanistan to shoot some children, that's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't count as traveling. Even though I traveled somewhere very different from here, it doesn't count. Yeah, wait a second. If I go to another country to shoot some children, I'd say I would say that counts as traveling. Right? My passport has a stamp, doesn't it? Yeah, you had a spiritual experience. <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> and culturally, it's very different than here. Whereas you go to somewhere like London, you know, it's a little bit different. 
but you, not that you, much. So, so what? So, what would count as something like a, a traveling experience? Um, like the, the easy ones would be like France, Germany, yeah. uh, England, and then like Belgium, and then some of the more hardcore people go to South America and they want to tell you all about that for a really long time. And you want oh, to stop? Man. Yeah, yeah. Especially My, people who do any kind of like uh, uh, child or food aid in Africa or anything, they come back and they their Facebook their Facebook picture for a month or two is just a picture of them surrounded by black kids. Like that's <laughs> yeah, like, and it becomes their whole identity. Like yeah. you handed a black kid a piece of bread. Congratulations! Like <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> people do use it to define themselves. That's what bothers me. My 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 brother spent. I don't know, like $100,000 traveling the world for two years. Wow. But this is his thing. This is his whole identity. But to me, it's like, dude, you just went on vacation for a really long time. <laughs> yeah. And I'm glad you did. But like sometimes he'll try to teach me things and culture me. And he spent like 10 minutes explaining this dish that they serve in Venezuela called ceviche. Oh, <laughs> Oh, ceviche sounds so exotic. What is this ceviche? Is it just raw fish? That you can get anywhere here, including Del Taco, Taco Bell. <laughs> like, just walk outside. You can find this stuff, dude. You didn't have to do that. There's Peruvian. Pl- yeah, I, I've been to really low-end restaurants. I think it's like a bar food now. Where you yeah. can get, like, jalapeno ceviche, poppers yeah. and ceviche. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Shrimp okay. ceviche. It's a thing everywhere. Yeah, just trash food. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah, it's just a bunch of buildings. You're just going around a bunch of seeing a bunch of buildings. <laughs> what a and bunch of dicks. Right? That's what you guys are, a couple of dicks. You can see I like the old internet. buildings. Yeah, you can see everything on the internet. You can see titties on the internet. You want to see titties on the internet or in, in person? Both. <laughs> <laughs> I like to have it all. You know what, though? That's, that's fine because I got the Wi-Fi. I'll hop on and I'll look at old buildings on my way to see the old buildings. Well, I, people do use traveling as like um, – it's got this like um, mysticism to it. Yeah. Like, oh, you're more cultured. I'm if so you interesting. But you're you're not. No, you you're just not. saw a bunch of buildings built for the wrong size people because <laughs> they're very old with yeah. plumbing that's probably better than ours. Yeah, and you ate no. a bunch of food and you shit in a new toilet. Good for you. Yeah, I, I think it depends <laughs> on the type of traveling you do. If you go there with the intent to try to learn something, fine. But like if you're what? just going. Th- I don't know, man. Like a language. There's how okay. French girls say no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> None. <laughs> is that how? I don't know. Yeah, it is no. yeah. none. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, I've only heard wee, wee, wee. But uh, <laughs> bags of sand. <laughs> uh, what were you I saying? I love you, Maddox. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, no, man. If you go there and you try to actually experience it. So when I, I went to France, um, I went, I've been there a couple times, and the first time I went, I stayed, I couldn't find a hotel. And actually, Dick, this is because of you, I was able to find this place. I was flying in on New Year's Eve, and I didn't think to book a hotel beforehand because I, I didn't plan on going to France. I bought this ticket on a whim, and I checked hotel prices in, in Paris on New Year's Eve, and they were outrageous, like 400 euros a night. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna, that's gonna bust my, my banks. I'm not gonna pay that. So I thought maybe I'll just sleep on a bench for a night. You know, it's New Year's Eve. <laughs> And, oh, sorry, uh, what? <laughs> maybe you'll just sleep on a bench for a night? I don't know, man. Sure, whatever, fuck it. Have you ever done that? No. Okay. I have a home. Just trying new things. You're traveling new things. into France, try some new things. pretty nice. Even the benches are nice. Yeah, the I, benches I are it. nice. I've yeah. seen pictures yeah. of old buildings in France, Buckley. Yeah. They look great. I'll sleep on a bench in front of it. Plus, everyone's up all night, probably anyway, throwing champagne bottles around, which was true. <laughs> you can sleep in Notre Dame. You can be like the hunchback <laughs> of Notre Dame. <laughs> I was sleeping in the clock tower somewhere up there, or the bell tower. So I looked on, I remember just as I was about to close my laptop in defeat, you kind of in this uh, this Obi-Wan way, like, appeared to me in the spirit, Dick. And it was like, don't forget to check Craigslist. And and so I thought, oh, yeah, I will. And so I I hopped on Craigslist and went to paris.craigslist.org and found this guy renting a room in his apartment for 60 euros a night. Wow. And I thought, wow, that's cool. And he said he lived near Notre Dame Cathedral. And usually when people say they live near a, a landmark, they're a couple miles away. Yeah. I showed up, and this guy's like kitty corner from Notre Dame Cathedral. It's less than a minute walk. It's the stop that's right there. And I had an incredible time, and I stayed there, and I, I learned uh, this guy's life, and I hung out with this dude. I took him out to dinner. We were, right, we're still friends right this Right there. That was the point in the travel story where I wanted to be over. 
Yeah. Like when people yeah. are telling travel stories, there's always a point where I'm just like, you hear that sound that <laughs> in your mind, you're like, oh God, I might kill somebody. Like, please don't black out. Please don't black out. Please don't black out. Stop telling the story. Well, you're in luck, Dick, because that was the end of my story. Yeah, you're good at you're good at that. Yeah. So, but anyway, uh, Buckley, what would you say about that kind of travel experience? Was that bullshit too? Did I get the travel bug? No. Thank, thank, you're, thank you're, you. You're not one of those people, at least not yet. I don't. No. I haven't talked to you enough to know, but you don't sound like one. And you know, I'll I'll admit, fucking uh, Paris is great. It's fun. Yeah. It's a great vacation. But you've been. Yeah. Yeah. A few times. Sure. But that's all it is. Yeah. It's fun, and it's no better than going to. I don't know, Rosarito Cancun. Beach or Cancun yeah. and partying your ass off. It's a vacation. Yeah. When when people try to ascribe. So you, your problem is with people who try to ascribe higher meaning from their vacation. Correct. Right. You just bought a ticket because you have time off from work. And a bunch of money you don't know and what a to bu- do with. <laughs> bunch, of mo- bunch of money to blow through. Yeah. What do you think about people who go ab- abroad to do... Some kind of uh, you know, some kind of service work like um, what, what's the what's the Salvation Army? Is that one of them? Is that a Peace yeah? That's Corps. a thing. That's Peace Corps. Oh, Peace Corps. That's the one I was thinking of. Yeah. What do you think of like the Peace Corps guys? I'm a skeptic. So every time someone tells me they're doing that, I just think they're full of shit or they're like. It seems like it takes a lot more resources to let them right. do something, right? It's like if someone wants to come over and like, hey, man, I'll, I'll help you build your pool. Like, no thanks. I've got like guys who know how to build a yeah. pool out there building it. What are you going to do? I've read all these articles recently about people who go to do Peace Corps work and, and they try to build these mud huts and shit mm-hmm. huts wherever in Africa. And they say that uh, a lot of times like these, these uh, really – um, young, weak, white girls show up and they try to build huts in Africa and they don't know, they have no expertise, no experience. And so they're building these walls that are crooked and, and not, not, uh, exactly. not sound. They, yeah. They're structurally unsound that will collapse. So yeah. what they, what the poor girls that do, you wouldn't let put together <laughs> Ikea furniture in your house yeah. are building someone's entire house yeah. in Africa. So they're and, basically murderers. <laughs> yeah. It falls down. So, so no, what they do though, uh, Sean is after they leave at night, the poor kids come out from the village, tear it down and rebuild it correctly <laughs> because these, yeah, because these girls and they, they, they don't want to be rude and tell them to stop because it's bring it's still bringing in some funding to the community sure. and they don't want to lose that. So they'll let and them who come and like play looking with looking at hot girls working. Yeah. Hot white girls working out there in mud huts. I'll look Sweating at that all day. They get that, they get that mm-hmm. muddy little uh, thing on their brow, you know, because yeah. they, they wiped away. That's pretty hot. They should make uh, African mud hut porn. Yeah. Like real porn, not non-porn porn. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway, Buckley, yeah, it's a, good, it's a good problem. It's like being a nerd. People who say, like, oh, I'm a nerd. Oh, I love travel. Like, yeah, everyone loves travel. It's a vacation. Yeah, yeah you're on vacation. That's why you're having fun. That's why, yeah, of course. It's not work. Yeah. People don't know you it's where like, you're going. Oh, I had the best time when I was in France. Yeah, no shit, because you're on vacation not doing anything. Yeah. That's fun. You know, though, uh, you know, though, there, I read this thing, um, you know, the OKCupid okay, releases those studies every now and then where it says the two biggest indicators of compatibility are people who like to travel and their taste in horror movies. And so that's what? one thing I, yeah, it's just the huh. thing I read a while back. Um, so the, the travel thing, though, uh, Buckley, like people, I have met people who absolutely hate to travel. Uh, so what do you think of those people? What do you think of people who just refuse to travel, don't like it at all? Have they done it and they don't like it, or is it just they're afraid? I'm going to guess no, because they're usually yeah. assholes. <laughs> I know some people who prefer to stay home. Yeah, I prefer yeah. they stay home. Yeah. Yeah, don't, you don't like to travel? Great, don't travel. Stay the fuck home. I'm not going to hang out at your house. Well, they're not as combative as you about it. They just don't <laughs> like going on trips. <laughs> you don't like to go on trips? <laughs> fuck you! you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have strong feelings against it. I mean, honestly, I probably probably would have never gone to another country had I not been for women making me. But mm. oh, so this was like in a relationship you went to another country every time. Oh, so are you? Do you do you like to travel though? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Here we go. Ah, <laughs> where, uh, here we go. Yeah. What did you bust him? Busted. Like non-traveling. To me, like <laughs> I'd almost rather go to Portland than China. What? What's yeah. in Portland? Hmm. Bars, women, strip clubs. That's stuff. True. What's There's in China? Fucking Chinese food. You Kung love Pao traveling, chicken. don't you? Yeah, I love Kung it. Pao yeah, you're chicken. one of these people. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you about the ceviche. I had. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, no, actually, so I've been to China, and wow. to date, the best Chinese food I've ever had is no. still in Canada. See? Like, easily. easily. See? You know, <laughs> that's what I mean. You don't have to fly 5,000 fucking miles to have a great pizza. That's true. The pizza in Italy is not any better than in L.A. I'll never believe that. That's true. L.A. has good fucking pizza. Yeah, I've, I've had I've had good pizza in uh, just about everywhere I've gone, even New York. I bitch about New York pizza because it's so fucking thin. New Yorkers love their thin fucking pizza, which, by the way, if you like your pizza so much, why are you making it try to disappear? It's non-existent, basically. Anyway, that's it. Did you do that folded up thing? And yeah, fold, I won't it? do that because it's a calzone. They have that. Yeah, They're called calzones. Yeah. Very specific <laughs> dietary preferences. <laughs> I'll eat anything, dude. Okay. That's good. I got I got one more from Mysterios. Welcome to the biggest problem in history, taking the history out of history. And finally, the biggest problem to ever occur on today's date. January 27th, 1993. French wrestler and actor Andre the Giant passes away at the age of 46. Oh, that's a bummer. At 7 foot 4 and 500 pounds, Andre the Giant Jesus. was unquestionably one of the greatest men to walk the face of the earth. By I'm age 12, greatest he was so large yeah. that he had to be driven to school huh. in the back of a pickup truck by his neighbor, Nobel Prize winning playwright Samuel Beckett. The fabulous huh. moolah, famous female wrestler, wrote of watching Andre consume 119 beers all 119 by himself, beers. then pass out in a hotel lobby. His fellow wrestlers were unable that. to move him from the hotel lobby <laughs> because he was Andre the Giant. Yeah, in a week. So they simply draped a piano cover over him and let him sleep it off. <laughs> Legend also tells of a time that Andre the Giant didn't feel like cramming in a cat because he was a gigantic man. So he and the American Dream Dusty Rhodes each stole horse-drawn carriages, raced them around New York City, then ditched them somewhere... And continued to get drunk in a hotel. The very next night, the two men main evented Madison Square Garden. There's a point in the universe where fact and fiction, reality and legend, clash. And that point has a name. Andre the Giant. The passing of this great <laughs> man into myth is the biggest problem in history today. That's all for now. Until next time, this is a Stereos Coconut saying, the past can go a fuck itself. <laughs> so Andre the Giant died today? Yeah. What was it, uh, 50 years ago? Something? No, 20 years ago. Yeah. 119 beers? He weighed beers. 500 pounds. I looked this up, guys. That's 226 kilos, and that's a quarter of a ton. That's a lot. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot of beers. Yeah. I think I've gotten like beers. 20. Yeah, I've had 20 before. I think we've all had 20 beers, guys. But uh, <laughs> let's talk about the biggest problem in the universe, shall we? Mm. Uh, the real problem is overpriced vintage clothing, baby. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh <laughs> you, you just want to tell people how to spend their money. <laughs> That's your whole MO. Oh, well, you know what, buddy? It uh, Apparently, it doesn't matter because people are already spending it by the billions on yeah. vintage clothing. Listen to this. This is from this website, narts.org. Uh, it's this national research something or other. Uh, first research estimates that the resale... <laughs> Sounds like one of my stats. <laughs> no, no, that's a real thing. I looked it up. Uh, for the first research estimates that the resale industry in the U.S. to have annual revenues of approximately $13 billion. Goodwill Industries alone generated $3.79 billion in retail sales for more than 2,900 not-for-profit retail stores. Uh, Buffalo Exchange, that's another one of these mm -hmm. like uh, uh -huh. Goodwill-type companies, generated an annual revenue of $81.6 million in 2012. And Crossroad Trading Company, based in Berkeley, California, rang up over $20 million in sales in 2012. So why is vintage clothing a problem, guys? You have any idea? Overpriced vintage clothing sure. or vintage yeah. clothing? Well, I'm going to make the case for all of it, but overpriced specifically. The, the audacity <laughs> that you have to sit here and say that overpriced vintage clothing is a bigger problem than the war on excessive touchdown celebrations. <laughs> That's outrageous. <laughs> it's not a war, dick. What is this, Fox News? Here we go. Let's listen to this. The rise in sales, this is from uh, the dailymail.co.uk. It says the rise in sales of vintage clothing boosts population of clothes moths by 75%. <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay. Who 
gives a shit? Your clothes are getting destroyed because of vintage clothing. That's that's a, you should give a shit. NFL players should give a shit. What if they're making a touchdown celebration, their clothes just fall off, and you're looking at some guy's schlong? That's more fines. More fines. Yeah, that's so a wardrobe it's, it's, malfunction. My problem is exacerbating your problem. Your problem is a subset of my problem, buddy. Max, how many moths are around chewing up clothes? Like, isn't that something that just happens in cartoons? Yeah, you would think. Yeah. But here's the thing, Dick. Um, when an adult moth lays an egg, it lays 300 of them. And they live for about 65 to 90 days with female adult moths living for about 30 days and laying 300 eggs in your clothes. You don't think that's a problem? No, because I've never known anybody that had their clothes eaten by moths. Have you, Buckley? I had pantry moths once. Is, is that the same thing? I have no idea. God, they're fucking hard to kill. Dick, you probably, yeah, they're really hard to kill. You probably don't know because you just have piles of clean clothes around your house. Yeah, probably uh, somewhere underneath those piles and piles is just big piles of moth larvae. Ew. Yeah. They're attracted to the smell of sweat, which can become ingrained in older clothes, even if they're undetectable to the human nose. And older clothes are more likely to be made from natural fibers, which moths feed on, such as wool, cotton, and cashmere. Newer garments are increasingly made from synthetic materials, such as polyester. That's why newer clothes are better than vintage clothes. But is it the overpriced, or do you hate vintage clothes altogether? Well, look, Sounds man. like, I mean, I, I'm a betting man. Yeah. I would bet that for some <laughs> retarded reason you hate vintage clothes because it's people who look different than you. No, look, it's a, they harken back to another era. Like, if you wear vintage clothes from, like, the ni- 80s or 90s, you're feeling a little bit nostalgic. That's one thing. But then people go to the 20s. You don't know anything about the 20s. Who do you know that's wearing clothes from the 20s? <laughs> yeah, you know, there's a lot of zoot suit guys <laughs> running around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Only every time I open my fucking eyes, these fedora dipshits on, on Hollywood. Are you kidding me? Everywhere. They're everywhere. People wearing fedoras. Like, it's not the fucking 20s dipshit. Take your cabbie hat off. You're not a fucking newsboy. Take your hat off and fuck off so with your 1920s hat. So they want to wear a hat. What's the big deal? I'll tell you what the big deal is. Have you ever worn a fedora? No. Because I, I know it's, yeah, it's fun. I put it on, like, just to see what it looked like in a, in a hat store, and I look like a douchebag, <laughs> so I took it off. Uh, Very few guys can pull it off. Yeah. If you can pull it off with a fedora, you're probably a detective. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, listen to this, man. So, Goodwill, I looked into Goodwill, and the CEO of Goodwill is this guy named Jim Gibbons, who in 2011 received a total reported compensation of $725,000. The CEO, that's it? The CEO. Huh. Wow, that's pretty charitable. Well, it's a not-for-profit company. How's he raking in $725,000? Oh, you think he should make less than that? Yeah. Do you know how many Goodwill stores he runs? A shitload. That company's huge, and he's... Twenty nine hundred. Probably, I'm assuming, <laughs> responsible for rebranding it with the Halloween uh, ad campaign. What Halloween ad campaign? How they always have like Goodwill, and then they have like that little face that dr- gets dressed up for Halloween. Yeah, you've seen that on billboards. Around yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a brilliant campaign. Great. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> it's for helping people. Have you ever yeah. shopped yeah. at Goodwill? Helping poor people isn't oh, that really? the point of the Goodwill? Yeah. Yeah, you would think. Except in in a, uh, this is from Wikipedia, a 2013 article on Watchdog.org reported that Goodwill's tax returns showed that more than 100 Goodwills pay less than minimum wage while simultaneously paying more than 53.7 million dollars in total compensation to top executives. The former CEO Douglas Barr of the Goodwill of Southern California was the highest paid Goodwill executive in the country. He received a total compensation worth 1.18 million dollars, which included a base salary of 350,000 200 dollars. And bonuses worth $87,000, retirement benefits of $71,000, and $637,000 in other reportable compensation. So what? So they're helping people? Yeah. Really? Because mm-hmm. Goodwill Industries, this, this article goes on, Goodwill Industries International has been criticized. <laughs> it's going on all right. Yeah. <laughs> Can you okay, summarize dick. it? Yeah, here's the summary, asshole. Goodwill Industries International has been criticized by some for using provisions of federal labor law to pay workers with disabilities less than federal minimum wage. Oh, so these people they're supposedly helping, they're paying them less than minimum wage. Well, they can't do as much. Yeah, because they're not overcharging for their vintage clothes at Goodwill. They're cheap as shit. If they would overcharge, they could pay these people more. Dick, they do overcharge. Have you ever fucking bought anything from Goodwill? At a Goodwill? No, it's dirt cheap. You can get get ties for like $2. What are you talking about? No. 
I went into a Goodwill one time and I needed some construction boots because I was doing a, a thing. I, I believe it was for Mancers for uh, Spike TV. Not because you were doing construction, because <laughs> you were behaving like a jerk on a show, right? <laughs> I had to masturbate into a cup. Anyway, um, I, I for needed- For real or on the show? No, on the show. Boots was, to masturbate. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a full thing. To get buckly. into character. I'd have to, like, I'd have to get up to demonstrate. Anyway, I walked into this Goodwill. I bought these boots, and they were really expensive. They were like $70 for these construction boots. And I thought, well, I guess that's the that's price. That's not a lot yeah, for boots. Construction Fuck. boots are like $200, dude. No, yeah, $200, great. But this, it's these are used secondhand construction boots so from still Goodwill. Good. Let me finish. <laughs> so I bought, I bought, I'm getting fucking blue balls over here, literally and metaphorically. So I bought these construction boots, $70. And I walked around the corner to Ross Dress for Less. Mm. And I thought, there's no way they're going to have a construction boots for less than that. Guess what? $20 for better quality new construction boots than these bullshit construction boots I bought at Goodwill. So I walked right back into the Goodwill that I bought these from five minutes later. Yeah. And I said, well, I overpaid these. I bought these new ones from Ross for $20 just now. And they said, sorry, no No returns ever. They have a strict no returns policy. Of course. Mm -hmm. Because of jerks. Yeah. Yeah. What, Sean? I was going to ask for 20 bucks. They're steel toed and everything. They were yeah, they were great. They were There's they were no, on clearance. There's no on. way they were good. Yeah, there is no way you bought a quality pair of work. You Buckley, you actually do work, right? Like yeah. you're a real manly man. You're not a silly man like us. Yeah, I you did do construction work with your for like ten years. I'm wearing construction boots now. These are two hundred twenty dollars. What's yeah, the difference between a $20 pair of construction boots and a $200 pair of construction boots? Safe, safety. Safety. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Mine looked better than those, man. Come mine on. were tough. Mine were tough as shit. I bet these things would survive a bomb. You could drop a brick on my foot right now, and I'd be just fine. You dropped two bricks on mine. Uh. Maddox once <laughs> dropped a mouse on his foot and came away unscathed. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, good one, Sean. <laughs> a computer mouse? Yeah. <laughs> does not sound outrageous for a pair of good used construction boots. It wasn't until I went to Ross and bought the new construction boots. And by the way, these construction boots uh, from from, uh, Goodwill were brown and ugly and they had these like black <laughs> soles and they were supposed they almost looked like construction at fashion week in New York over here. <laughs> yeah, they almost looked like waiter. They were off, they were awful shoes. What $70. Color do you want them to be? Like normal, you know the the cream colored construction okay. boots that no, okay. more normal construction yeah. Like tan? workers. Yeah, the tan, like the khaki color, or that khaki color. color. That's okay. the one. That's what I wanted. Like classic looking construction boots. They didn't have it at Goodwill. They had these seventy dollar horse shit <laughs> that I bought, and then I went around the corner and bought the new ones that looked perfect. That was exactly what the director was looking for. Okay, you can't possibly think that the construction industry runs on twenty dollar boots, right? No. I'm asking you, like you, those are not good construction boots. Those I, are not quality. No, construction they were quality. Boots. Dick, you have this fallacy. You think you pay more, you get more. That's fucking bullshit. You proved it wrong. You consistently prove it wrong. I what are you what are you talking about? I consistently in the prove bonus it wrong. episode, you proved it wrong. I won that wine test. No, you didn't. You chose. How you did ju- I not win the wine test? You misranked the most expensive wine, dickhead. Okay, f- first of all, let me say this. You have no idea what expensive wine is. If expensive wine on that test is $35, that's almost nothing compared to an $18 bottle of wine. Yeah, well, it's du- it's double, isn't it? Se- no, $17 100%. is not the d- now, shouldn't no. you get? Shouldn't, you, shouldn't it taste better? Expensive taste wine, marginally better. If you're gonna shit on people who like expensive wine, you should be targeting like bottles that cost two hundred dollars or three hundred dollars, yeah. not thirty five dollars. Right. Thirty five dollars and eighteen dollars is a label. Well, we're That's getting just, off. We're getting off topic here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> now we're getting off. Okay, no, because no, we're going Go down this, this rabbit hole. You, if you want, you, I don't no, know. No, go ahead. Go okay. ahead. Because uh, it sounds like your your dick is so hard uh, uh, so hard for goodwill over here. Listen, they, they try to defend themselves. Uh, so I mentioned the uh, the CEO making eight hundred thirty one thousand dollars in two thousand four. That's the the CEO yeah. Michael Miller of Portland's Goodwill, right? It's fair. And they try to defend it by saying law does not require executives to take a vow of poverty to work in a nonprofit sector. Auditors wrote of Goodwill Industries of the Columbia Williamette. But reasonable compensation is a substantive legal standard. Miller's 2004 compensation ranks him in the top one-half to one percent of all American wage earners. Yeah, but how does it rank among CEOs? 
It doesn't matter. He's in the top one half to one percent of all Americans. It doesn't matter to you, but that guy's based his entire life on climbing a corporate ladder. So it probably matters to him. Yeah, I'm sure that's what it was and not some nepotism. Some buddy, uh, some yacht club. Hey, oh, come on man. in, man. Oh, you know what, dude? I've seen it firsthand. The CEO at my old company, the one I worked for, the telemarketing uh-huh. company, hired his buddy from high school. He had this cushy job. He made over 200 grand a year. And his job was just to go around scouting for locations to open up new facilities, which translated to golf. He would just go around the country. He was a traveler, Buckley. Part mm. of your problem. He went He went city to city, everywhere in the country, just to places that had the best golf courses, and that's where he would choose to have new facilities. And he was the CEO's buddy. He had the cushiest job, the best car. He did nothing except golf all day. Yeah. What is your, in your ideal world, uh, what's the max amount of money a person should legally be allowed to make? Because I know you think that. You can make as much as you want. Okay. Right. What what should be the cap? Because you don't think this guy should be making 800. No, because it's a not-for-profit. If these guys are here to help, if they're trying to do good, listen to this, uh, Dick. 7,300 of Goodwill's 105,000 employees are paid under the Special Wage Certificate Program. The National Federation of Blind considers it unfair, discriminatory, and immoral. So this company is entirely set up to help people who are poor, who are uh, veterans, who are people who can't be employed otherwise, right? And they're paying them less than a minimum wage while their CEOs are coming away with $53 million in compensation. What if his net good, though, is better than his net, like, cost? Like, even though he costs $800,000, what if he's doing more good for more people and generating a a better life? Yeah, that's a good point, Buckley. Too bad we don't have that information. Um. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's it. That's how you get written. That's how excellent questions get written off summarily on this show. Yeah, I mean, uh, and you know, maybe, maybe that's maybe that's true. But how it, it would be really hard, to, I think, to qualitatively. Yeah. Uh, so what should they do? Is what what's the problem here? Is it overpriced vintage clothes? Because number one, Goodwill is not overpriced, and if they were overpriced, they would pay their employees more because okay. it would be a fancy vintage shop. False. Like that's wrong. The, the people who work at the clothing, the vintage clothing stores on Melrose get paid more than people who work at Goodwill. Okay, so you're saying that fancy vintage clothing places, I mean, maybe b- because they, they're hipper places, they might be independently run. You're comparing small independent stores to large national franchises. Yeah, of course. The, the person who makes burgers at Stout Burgers that you've talked about several times on the show is making more than someone at McDonald's, but that's a small independent company versus a giant franchise that pays their employees shit, especially the blind. If you want to hire someone blind and you're doing them a favor as a, a form of charity, then do charity. Don't uh, don't undercompensate them and then and then walk away with millions of dollars in your pocket so people are not giving enough they're not giving enough you're saying they're giving charity but they're not giving enough charity right okay that's your stance they're not how much are you fucking giving well i'm not a 5013c charity am i these are companies that have been set up as charities. Like this is a, a charity. If you give, if you donate to Goodwill, you can write that off as a tax uh, sure. write-off, right? You can write it off even if you don't donate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, Dick Masterson, not me. Here we go. That's a dick tip for you. Yeah, just a little dick tip. Um, yeah, Dick. I'm not. I'm not a nonprofit, but. Goodwill is. They're purporting to do good, and I don't believe that they are, and their shit is overpriced, and that's why I have a problem with it. Their shit is constantly overpriced. I've seen stuff in there, some of their clothes with moth holes in it, and yeah, moths are a big problem. You bring some of that stuff home, you think, wow, I got a really good deal on this clothes. Then you don't know. You brought in a ticking time bomb of some moth larva, and then they hatch, and they eat up all your other clothes. You got holes in your clothes. You're naked. Nipples are coming through your shirt. Oh, that would suck. Yeah, big problem. I got a story. (laughs) I got this shirt at a Goodwill for $14. That's extremely cheap. What do you think? I think that that's what I'd pay for that shirt. Yeah, it's a a nice looking shirt. I felt like I got a deal. Yeah. I bought stuff from Goodwill where I felt like I got an okay deal. And I've also bought, I, I feel like more often than not, I pay, I overpay for things at Goodwill and some of these places that, that sell vintage clothing. Some of the stuff they sell as vintage clothing, first of all, if it is actually vintage, comes from decades earlier. So the clothing is not going to last that much longer. A couple washes, maybe. Right? I don't know. I mean, they made things differently back in the day. Yeah, they made them with cotton and, and natural fibers that attract <laughs> moths. We established oh, yeah. that. Yeah. Moths, the biggest problem in the universe. Is that the problem? Coming. Mm. That's an animal. Mm. Coming soon. 
Yeah, uh, I've never walked out of a Goodwill thinking that I paid even close to the value of a thing. I'm always shocked at how cheap it is there. Okay, okay, Dick. Uh, great. Why? Why do you go to Goodwill? Only for, for only if I have to do like sketches for a deal. Yeah, only if I have to make a costume out of something for props and costumes and that sort of thing. You yeah. know what? To Maddox's credit, remember that time I bought a trench coat? Yeah. I felt like they charged me too much money for it. How much it. did they charge you for trench coat? It was like $45. Yeah, you can get a new one for that cost. You, you can get, get a new, new trench coat for $45? Well, here's the thing. You go to another another kind of a charitable company that's not Goodwill, that's not this franchise. Uh, in Utah, there's a big one called the Deseret Industries, and that's that's the Utah's version of Goodwill. And I remember going to those stores. Actually, the, the, the stuff in, that, in those stores usually are priced uh, pretty reasonably, but Goodwill's outrageously expensive. Like I've seen things forty dollars for a trend, for a used trench coat. Come on, man! You could go to a garage sale. You can go to a yard sale. You can find a trench coat. Get your trench coat this afternoon. All want? right, I would love to see you do it. You want a trench coat? Yeah, we can do. You know what? Within find an me hour, a twenty dollars trench coat. I will get you. I will get you a, a ten dollars trench coat, buddy. Okay. I do feel like in the last 10 years, Goodwill has become like aware of themselves and maybe they think they're like kind of cool. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like they've cranked their prices up like uh-huh. recently. Because I felt like a long time ago, it was more of a deal. Yeah. How do they even price stuff? Like they, they everything is randomly up, priced. Yeah. Well, it's not for profit, but they still somehow made $3.79 billion as a not for profit. So to be straight, your problem is Goodwill. Not vintage clothes. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, it's the expensive. If if they priced reasonably, if this vintage clothing wasn't overpriced through the roof, then I wouldn't have a problem with Goodwill. I wouldn't have a problem with any of these companies. Buffalo Exchange, you walk in, oh, Jesus, it's so ha- fucking hip. It's like a Hollister you're walking in. Yeah, that's overpriced vintage, vintage clothing, but they can charge that because people know that they're getting quality vintage clothing there. Okay, Goodwill is Dick. not vintage clothing. It's they, just giveaways. They have everything there. Right, but yeah. it's not specifically vintage clothing. It's like a flea market for all clothes. Yeah, but the stuff that you get there. But here's the thing. You would think that everything should be priced the same, right? They, they When you walk into a Goodwill, they have racks of clothing. Yeah, pantalones, $8. They, they, they have racks <laughs> of clothing. Sure. $6. Uh, sure, they have racks of clothing separated by color, separated by style, whatever. And they should all be priced the same, but they're not. They know when they get a quality piece of uh, fabric or they get a quality yeah. shirt in there because it's on a special rack. And I bought one of those a while back. I saw the shirt and I thought, wow, that's a, that's a nice shirt. It kind of looks like the one Buckley's wearing. And I, I bought it and I thought, wow, this is a nice shirt. I can't believe this is a Goodwill. And, of course, it was also, I think it was like in the 15 to $20 range, which is – more, more like the Target pricing. You would expect to pay that about uh, at a Target, right, uh-huh. or a Walmart for new clothing, not used hand hand me downs. Are you buying clothes at Walmart? No, <laughs> I don't buy anything at Walmart. Unlike Dick, I I boycott Walmart. I just buy kids' toys. Walmart. I don't shop yeah. there myself. I uh, American Apparel, Lululemon, those are my stores. <laughs> <laughs> Nordstrom's. Actually, most of my wardrobe comes from Nordstrom's. Yeah. Anyway, that's my problem. Overpriced vintage clothing. All right. So what, should they make it more to pay the employees more, or should they cheapen it and then stick the loss to the employees? Neither. They can just stop compensating the CEOs that much. In fact, when they oh. when this was brought out, when they uh, when they uh, came out with this report on watchdog.org about that CEO who's making way too much money, uh-huh. uh, he ended up having to take a 25% pay cut. He was like, yeah, you guys busted me. So yeah, it's a. I'm non- sure he found a way to get it somewhere else. Of course, CEOs are pretty good at that. Of course, bunch of dickheads. So they take 53 million that the CEOs are getting, and they split it among how many thousands of employees? They have 7,900 employees. That's it? Or no, I'm sorry. Uh, they have 100 and 105,000 employees. 105,000. Okay, so 53 million. What's 53 million divided by that many employees? It's 530 bucks. Five hundred four, yeah. Five hundred four dollars yeah. a year, yeah. Does it? That's that's your problem. People no. should be getting five hundred dollars more a year. Right. Let me do, let me do this math. I think fifty three. I think a, a good CEO is worth that. Yeah, five hundred four bucks. Yeah. But I'm not saying See, that it doesn't should, spread. It doesn't spread like well, you're saying it no, does. No, I'm not saying they should just take all the CEO compensation and simply just distribute it all towards their bottom line employees. But they don't have to pay such outrageous amounts for the top CEOs. Do you see what I'm asking you? Yeah. What if they if the if, even if they got rid of the CEO's pay entirely? Yeah. Okay. Fifty three million. Yeah. Give it to the give it to the broke ass employees. Yeah. They're only getting five hundred bucks. Still doesn't solve. 
they either got to raise prices or they got to stick these people with no money. Which yeah. ones it's, it's going to be? The 105,000 employees who, who are part of Goodwill are uh-huh. not the ones who are undercompensated. There's okay, only 7,300 of those who are. 7,300 yeah. are un- undercompensated. Okay, so let's add another zero. So five grand? It's about $7,200 a year. Okay. Yeah. So th- that, will that make it okay? That'll make a big difference. That's, that's the difference between poverty and not poverty. Yeah, seven, seven grand is a huge amount of money for these people. Okay. That would, that would change their lives. But then all the people who are making slightly more than that, you got to give them a bump too, right? No, you don't. Oh. If so they're now- making, they should at least make minimum wage. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I, I maybe, maybe they've got a money printing machine at Goodwill that they can cover this spread, but I think they're going to have to raise prices if they want to pay what you're expecting them to pay. I don't know how much more they can raise them. They're already so fucking high. <laughs> Overpriced vintage clothing. Biggest problem in the universe. Vote All right. Up. What are our problems? Buckley, thank you again for coming by. Yeah, man. Good times. You got any favorite Twitter uh, comments? Any good stories from the Twitterverse? I remember coming to one of your tweet-ups, one of your Twitter meetups. Oh, yeah, that's right. I yeah. introduced you to a girl. Yeah. Uh, amazing night. However, yeah. the next time I ran into her, there was there was nothing. It was like... She's real weird. Yeah, it was like, uh, that date was like a real dead fish. Yeah? Did you come over to your place and smell your sheets? <laughs> no, actually, I, I let her split the tab, which I usually never do. Ooh. But that's how bad it was. I was like, this is, a, this is an abortion. She turned you into a feminist. Big problem. Yeah. <laughs> the date was so bad, I turned into a feminist. <laughs> yeah, Buckley, so we're going to link to your Twitter account. It's at Duplicitron, right? That's right, yeah. Uh, pretty funny, guys. I didn't do it justice on the show, but I consistently <laughs> laughed my ass off when I was reading it. Uh, thanks again for joining us. And your problem was? Uh, the travel bug. Wait, how did you like writing for the live show? Uh, I loved it. Yeah? Super fun. Was it yeah. weird? Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> you also came to the taping. I was surprised at what went over well and what didn't. Like, it was kind of swapped in my mind, you know? Huh. But... I expected everything just be smooth sailing, baby. Yeah, so we're we're coming out Thursday, February fifth is our launch date for the live show, cool. right? Uh, and we'll be posting it online. Everyone will be able to see it. Uh, thanks, thanks again for writing on that show. is uh, hilarious, consistently yeah. funny stuff. Um, anyway, Dick, and your problem? My problem is the No Fun League. No Fun League. The NFL. Boo hoo. <laughs> Buckley's is the. What's your problem, Buckley? Traveling. The travel bug. <laughs> the tra- people bit by the travel, travel bug. bug. Thanks for listening, guys. Just called in to give Dick Masterson a couple of quick tips on how to get those sheets on the bed since it's so goddamn difficult. Uh, step one, take your head out of your asshole. Uh, step two, put your sheets on the fucking bed. That's not a very good tip. Uh, I think that's the entire tip. I'm that kingpin. You insulted fireball whiskey for the last time. I'm coming for you. And when I find you, I'm going to rip your head off and shit down your neck. <laughs> Sounds like your kingpin is either Batman or Duke Nukem. <laughs> he's, he's, he doesn't know. He doesn't yeah. know what she was doing. Identity crisis. Hi, thank you, Max. Uh, I'm talking about the um, Dick's bullshit uh, second problem last week, uh, changing the sheets. Uh, now, the Dick's problem wasn't changing the sheets. What he's doing is called humble bragging, which is what Maddox needs to bring in for a problem uh, this week. And he's talking about, oh, change the sheets. It's such a pain in the ass, man. Oh, I banged this girl. Oh, she, yep, she rocked the world. My sheets are all sweaty. <laughs> I had to change them. Such a pain in the ass. Then I banged another girl the next day, another girl oh, the day after that. Oh, that. my God, change the sheets so much. Oh. Oh. I'm just getting so much pussy. It's just yeah. like almost not worth it because the sheet got yeah, bullshit. You sound like a dude who doesn't get laid very often. And this is code from a dude who doesn't get laid very often. So I'm on to your bullshit. <laughs> All right, now you guys love the show. Uh, switch up a little bit. Maddox, you're an asshole. Peace. That's bullshit. That's anyway, it. Dick. Yeah, he he totally got your number, dude. That was that was a humble brag. Someone else uh, wrote that in the comments too. This guy named Aaron Blackham. He basically was like, "Oh, I'm having so much sexy sex here. I'm banging so many chicks." I was gonna bring it in the week before, and then it wouldn't have been a humble brag. So, I mean, you know, you can vouch for that that I wanted to bring that problem in the the prior week when I didn't have those stories about banging those girls. Yeah, that's true. Because I'm sure you wouldn't have lied. <laughs> I don't lie. I don't lie <laughs> that's about a something lie. As serious. That's the as biggest fucking lie. I don't lie on this show. Oh, I, only low, I only lo- lie outside of the show. <laughs> People are like, you really did get tested for chlamydia, right? I'm like, yeah, of course. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. That's a lie.